Help me to hide it in my heart that I might not sin against you. From the first verse, New Revised Standard Version, Genesis, the 48th chapter. After this was told, your father, after this Joseph was told, your father is ill. Uh, he took with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. When Jacob was told, your son Joseph has come to you, he summoned his strength and sat up in bed. Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me at Luz, which is Bethel, in the land of Canaan, and he blessed me. He said to me, I'm going to make you fruitful and increase your numbers. I will make of you a company of peoples and will give this land to your offspring after you for a perpetual holding. Therefore, your two sons who were born to you in the land of Egypt before I came to you in Egypt are now mine. Ephraim and Manasseh shall be mine, just as Reuben and Simeon are. As for the offspring born to you after them, they shall be yours. They shall be recorded under the names of their brothers with regard to their inheritance. Jump down to verse 17. Verse 17, verse 17. When Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand on the head of Ephraim, it displeased him. So he, Joseph, took his father's hand, that's a bold gesture, to remove it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. Joseph said to his father, 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 not so, my father, since this one is the firstborn, put your right hand on his head. Jesus, help me today. But his father refused and said, I know, my son, I know. He also shall become a people and he also shall be great. Nevertheless, his younger brother shall be greater than he and his offspring shall become his offspring shall become the younger brother's offspring shall become the one that I chose shall become the one that you rejected y'all missed it y'all ain't with me shall become a multitude of nations look at two people and say overlooked but still chosen Maybe it's marinating. I don't know. Speak, Lord. Thy servants wait to hear from thee. Use me in a way that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Pour down on us your word like rain from heaven and feed us until our bellies are full and we are able to consume no more. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Overlooked, but still chosen. A few weeks ago, if you remember, I talked about how it is often uh, that you can get a place, get to a place, not based on what you know, but who you know. Uh, we dealt with how it is that some are picked for promotion, for raises, uh, for different seats of authority, even though they don't have what we would call the qualifications. We talked about how one can skip steps that others had to work their way through, around, under, or over 
because they happen to know and be connected to the right people. From situations such as these, the church phrase, favor ain't fair, arose. But when you take a look at what favor really is, you who have received God's favor understand that it is always fair, if not in the sight of men, in the eyes of God. Favor is not something that is simply given, but favor always has a future plan in mind. Favor not only has the future in mind, but favor also considers the past. Favor is quite often a result of the hardships that you have survived. Favor is quite often a result of you trusting in the Lord with all your heart and leaning to your own understanding. Favor, if you pay close enough attention to it, is quite often the result of how you had to fight your way over some mountains and crawl through some of the lowest valleys. And through it all, you had to build your hopes on things eternal while going through hell and continue to hold to God's unchanging hand. Favor only looks unfair on the surface because people don't realize or they don't always see the tears that you cried in the midnight hour. Favor might look unfair on the surface because people don't always see the times that you had to go home all by yourself and pull the knives out of your back that people stuck in them. People don't always see the rejection that you had to face in private. Watch this from the very same people who celebrated you in public. I wish I had some help this morning. They don't always hear the things that were going on around you, about you in the community that you had to choose not to expose. And sometimes favor looks unfair because God is always extending his favor towards those that have kept him as the head of their life. Look at somebody and say favor is fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. And every now and again, God's favor on your life will cause people to be frustrated with you. Mm, 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 mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let me say that one more time for the people down the street that didn't hear me. Every once in a while, you will learn to find who the people in your life are once God starts to extend some favor towards you. People will get frustrated with you when God chooses to bless you. People will try to come up with all kinds of reasons why you didn't deserve the blessing. They will try to come up with every excuse as to why it should have been them and not you. But the very fact that they have enough time to sit around and conjure up all of these things to use against you is the very reason why God didn't favor them, but he favored you. Favor isn't for the envious. Favor isn't for the jealous. Favor isn't for the hater and the non-congratulator. But favor is for those who can keep on going when they really want to stop. Favor is for those who learn how to swim in the storm instead of drowning. Favor is for those that uplift even when they have been torn down. And favor is given. By the gracious hand of God to whomever he chooses and there ain't a thing that you can do about it. Look at somebody and say favor is fair. Favor is fair. Favor is fair. Now, what we've got to learn is that the favor of God is something we shouldn't look for because none of us deserve his favor. 
This is why when God's favor rests upon your life, you should rejoice and be exceedingly glad. We should realize that he didn't have to do it, but thank him that he did. We should see that he looks beyond our faults and sees our needs, and that's why we should praise him and thank him for his excellent kindness towards us with our undeserving selves. Here's the best part about God's favor Here's what I like about God's favor. Here's the most important part about God's favor. Can't nobody do nothing about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Over over the last several months, like I said, we've been walking through this book of Genesis, and 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 this chapter deals. This 48th chapter deals with God's unmerited favor. It's favor that doesn't depend on anything logical. Here we find Jacob, now called Israel, is old and ready to die. Scriptures tell us that his eyesight has waxed dim. That means he can't see real well. His body is weak. He's tired. He's worn. He's lived a good, long, prosperous, and a blessed life. And on his way to eternity, he is reconnected with his long-lost son, Joseph. This son, Joseph, was sold into slavery by his own brothers and was sent down to Egypt. There, Joseph overcame some hardships. The favor of God fell on his life. He was trained. He was educated in the Egyptian culture. He served well under the Egyptian leadership. And this not only, this allowed not only For the favor of God to be upon him, but the favor of man by way of Pharaoh. This favor set up Joseph to be able to save his family when a famine swept over the land of Canaan. Now, what we've got to learn, what we've got to make sure we see here is that Joseph had to go through a whole lot of stuff to get to a place where it looked like favor was on him. But I come to tell you on this morning, even with the storms that raised in his life, favor was already on him. Even when he was being sold into slavery by his own brothers, the favor was already on him. Even when he was locked up in jail with the uh, uh, with the baker, he was he was the favor of God was already on him. Even when Potiphar's wife tried to rise up and accuse him falsely, watch this: the favor was already on. Him. It didn't look like the favor was on him, but every once in a while, it's the favor that's on you in the storm that helps you get out of the storm and back into the bright sunshine. Look at somebody and say, "Favor is fair. It is fair. It is fair." It is fair. This this favor set up Joseph not only to be able to save his family when when they were going through the trial and tribulation of famine, but he was Jacob's highly favored son, the oldest of two, born to a woman by the name of Rachel. Rachel, Jacob's true love, apple of his eye, his peace in the storm. Y'all know all the stuff y'all y'all like to say about each other. Joseph was always had the favor of his earthly father, but it was the favor, whoo, Jesus, of his heavenly father that would extend from generation 
to generation. Now, before Joseph dies, <coughs> excuse me, before Jacob dies, he calls his son Joseph. He calls him in and he says, bring with me my grandsons, Ephraim and Manasseh. This scene right here ought to be familiar to some of you. If you go back a few chapters, you'll find that Isaac was doing the same thing with his two sons, Jacob and Esau. And even back then, the, uh, the favor of God was, by man's standards, supposed to fall on one, and it ended up being placed on another. Here we are again with Ephraim and Manasseh. And these two would become leaders of two of the 12 tribes of Israel. But it comes in what man would say in an unusual way. Manasseh being the older brother was supposed to receive the blessing of the firstborn. <coughs> this anointing determined who would be greater in authority, in possession, and even in status. This anointing would come with greater perks than that which would be received by the younger. This was simply the favor, watch this, reserved by a man and bestowed upon the one who just so happened to be lucky enough to be born first. But like Jacob himself, God had a different plan in mind. Jacob, who wasn't able to see very well, as the Bible tells us, stretched forth his hand and blessed Ephraim, the younger brother. On the surface, it looked like he had made a mistake. On the surface, it looked like his decision was made by the fact that he couldn't see really well and didn't really know who he was laying hands on. Don't that sound like somebody? Isaac? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was in this moment that on the surface, if we're not careful, we would think that the father, y'all stay with me, is the one who messed up. <laughs> so much so that even Joseph, his son, tried to Correct him. Y'all stay with me because I don't think y'all, there's something else I'm trying to tell you right here. It, it, he tried to correct him by saying that you placed your hand, daddy, on the wrong son. In fact, here, let me help you out because I know you can't see real well. and I know you're getting in your old age and your mind might be slipping. Here, let me, let me grab your hand and put it on. Watch this. Who I think is the right one. Mm -hmm. But how many of you know that God doesn't move by our standards of belief. God doesn't move based on what we think or how we feel. God's decisions are not dependent upon whether or not we think he has made the right decision or the wrong decision. Look at somebody and say, I was overlooked, but I'm still chosen. You see, you see, you see, Joseph was so stuck in tradition that he couldn't see that God was trying to do something new. That's why he had to tell us in his word, behold, I will do a new thing. Because if I'm not careful, I will get stuck at the old place. If I'm not careful, I'll get stuck at the old blessing. If I'm not careful, I'll get stuck at the old landmark and I'll forget that he's still able to do something new in my life. Watch this. If I'm not careful, I will go to jail and come out and think he can't use me. If I'm not careful, I'll get divorced and come out and think he can't use me. If I'm not careful, I'll get old and think that he can't use me. But 
I'm so glad that he don't see me the way that men see me, but he can use whoever he wants to use, whenever he wants to use them, however he wants to use them, and I'm glad he didn't come by your house and ask you for permission. That's the kind of God I want to serve. So stuck in tradition that he couldn't see that God was trying to do something different. Couldn't see that God had a different plan. He, he couldn't see that God had a different way. He couldn't see, watch this, the detour. He couldn't see that God was not going to do what he thought was the usual thing, but he wanted to work his plan through an unusual method. And every once in a while, God will challenge us with something that we don't like, that doesn't fit our tradition, that makes us uncomfortable, that pulls on us, that stretches us, that makes us sit down when we want to stand, that makes us stand when we want to sit down, that makes us leave when we want to stay, that makes us stay when we want to leave, because God doesn't always use the familiar, and he'll use whatever he wants to use to bless his people. Wish I had some help right here. Ephraim, Ephraim being the younger brother, was still the one who God had placed his favor on. Ephraim, who in this moment we see was overlooked by his own father, Joseph. But it was God's favor that was on him. Ephraim may not have been chosen by men, hallelujah, but he was chosen by God. And it is this choosing that orchestrates generations worth of blessings upon God's chosen people Israel all the way down to a man by the name of Jesus. So what we learn here is that just because I don't meet the qualifications of man, as long as God's favor is on me, I'm all right. I know I didn't look the part at first. But God's favor is on me. I know I didn't have the education, but God's favor is on me. Can I help somebody? I know it was supposed to be somebody else's turn, but God's favor being on you will make it your turn. Can I get a witness? Come here, David. They left you out there in the sheep pen when Samuel came to anoint the sons of Jesse. His own father didn't even invite him to come at the table. But when God's favor is on your life, there's nothing that can be done until you come into the room. Come here, woman with the issue of blood. You spent all the money that you had. You went and saw every doctor that you could see and nobody could help you out with your situation. In fact, the woman of blood probably faced her life saying that it's all over now. There's nothing left for me to do. There's nothing that God can do with me now. In fact, man had deemed her to be unclean. But when God's favor is on your life, he'll send Jesus in your direction. Yeah, you may have been overlooked, but I came to tell the overlooked you're still chosen. Can I call one more witness? Come here, Paul. I know you haven't always been living right. Y'all know how we like to judge people. I know that there's still some work for you to do. Uh, I know you just quit smoking it yesterday. Uh, I know you hit your wife upside the head last night. Uh, I know you hated among men and misunderstood by the church. Uh, but even when Paul was Saul, uh, there was still a level of favor on his life. That even when men would reject him, God had still chosen. Can I call one more witness to 
this morning. Come here, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, born in a little town called Bethlehem. And there was no room for his mama at the end. The Bible says they placed him in a feeding trough where the horses and the pigs and the cows would eat out of. He was born in a lonely manger, set up in a barn, didn't look like a king, didn't smell like a king, didn't have the glory of a king. He was the son of a lonely carpenter from Nazareth. And the question was asked, can any good thing come from Nazareth? I know, I know. Can any good thing come from Middlesex? I come to tell you that it can. Can any good thing come from Powhatan? I trust God that it can. And any good thing can come from wherever God's favor is. He was overlooked by his neighbors. I'm talking about Jesus. He was overlooked by the church leaders. Hallelujah. He was overlooked by some zealous countrymen that celebrated him on one day and cried crucify him on the other day. But when the favor of God is on your life, you can be overlooked but still chosen. Can I help somebody this morning? I know they didn't think you fit the, fit the bill. I know they didn't think you were worthy. I know you didn't have the right last name. I know you didn't go to the right school. I know you ain't been on the job long enough. I know you got some skeletons in your closet and some dust bunnies in your past. But don't worry when men overlook you because when favor is on your life, those that are overlooking you, are one day going to have to look at you. Let me, let me say that one more time. I know they overlooked you the last time, but the favor of God is going to cause them to look at you. And when they look at you, you've got to have enough sense to let them see God in you. Hallelujah. Because if they look too hard at me, they're going to find something wrong. If, if they look too hard at me, they're going to see all my mistakes. If they look too hard at me, they might not be there if I fall. But if they look at the God in me, and they understand the favor of God on my life. If my mama and daddy reject me, I've got his favor. If the community rejects me, I've got his favor. If the church rejects me, I've got his favor. If my brothers and sisters reject me, I've got his favor. High five your neighbor and say favor is fair. It is fair. It is fair. And I come to encourage the overlooked on this morning. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. He, you've been overlooked today. Watch this. Because there's something God's still trying to bring you through. Huh? They overlooked you today, but the oil is coming to fall on you. They overlooked you today, but tomorrow they're going to need you. They overlooked you today, but one day a famine is coming in, and you're going to have to feed them. They overlooked you today, but one day they're going to need somebody to pray for them, and you better go pray for them. They overlooked you today, but the favor of God being on your life. says, don't worry about them overlooking you today. There's a bigger picture involved. It's a bigger picture involved. I know, I know, I know, I know. It, it was time for your promotion. Somebody else got it. Don't worry, don't worry. Don't worry. You were overlooked in the promotion because the promotion you wanted was smaller than the promotion God had for you. So he had to give the smaller promotion to somebody else first to make room for the greater thing he was going to do in your life. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed, missed, missed it. You were looking for the raise. You mad that so-and-so got the raise. 
because you only asked for $3,000 of a raise when God wants to give you a $10,000 raise. So he lets you watch this. He lets you see your neighbor get the raise first to see if you'll celebrate your neighbor's raise because if he can trust you to celebrate them, then he can trust you to, when it's time for your blessing to come. The Bible says rejoice with them that rejoice. And so I don't have to wait for him to do it for me. If he chooses to do it for you first, I've just got to have enough sense to believe that whatever he has for me is going to be better. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. It hasn't even entered into my own heart what the Lord desires to do for me. You gonna tell me favor ain't fair? The devil and his great grandmothers are lying. All the hell I went through to get to where I am, all the storms that I had to fight through to get where I am, all the lying and the backbiting and the backstabbing—the devil is a lie. The favor of my life, it is fair. And if it wasn't fair, God wouldn't have gave it to me. I'm finished. Y'all understand? It looked like the blessing was going to Manasseh. The culture said the blessing goes to Manasseh. The ways of man said the blessing belongs to Manasseh. And there wasn't anything against Manasseh. Well, nothing wrong with Manasseh. Man, Manasseh was fine. The Bible says that Manasseh also would be a great, uh, would be a great man and, and he would have great descendants and there were things. But watch this. Watch this. Watch this. The blessing had to go on Ephraim because that was the lineage that God, Jesus was coming down some 42 generations. I know I started talking about the favor on Ephraim, but let's not miss Let's not miss the anointing that had to be on Manasseh. Don't be, don't be an unanointed Manasseh. Here's what an unanointed Manasseh would have done. He would have hated his brother. He would have cursed his brother. He would have been jealous of his brother. He would have been mad at his daddy. He would have been mad at his granddaddy. Now he's living the rest of his life in dismay and despair and depression because he didn't get what he thought belonged to him. If I don't get what I think belongs to me, as long as I get what God has for me, and, and, and here's, here's something I've learned. Here's something I've learned. There's a whole lot of stuff I thought that I wanted. Great. God inside. That I'm so glad he kept away from me. There are some places I thought I wanted to go that I'm so glad he didn't let me go. There were some people I wanted to have in my life that I'm so glad he either kept them away from me or he moved them away from me. Every once in a while, I've got to realize I can't help him. I've just got to trust him. So, so let's, not, let's not overlook Manasseh either because watch this. It was important for Manasseh to go along with this so that he could be exactly who he was called to be, a leader of one of the 12 tribes. 
big picture, the big picture, the big picture, the big picture. Ephraim was chosen only because that's where Jesus was coming from. He just happened to be the one. There are some people in your life that received the blessing before you. Don't, don't be upset. Don't be mad. Don't be jealous. Don't be envious. Celebrate with them. Love on them. Hug them. Honor them. Because sometimes that's the lesson that proves to God that I am next in line. Watch this. Watch it. Hold on. And I'm able to receive what you have for me. Sometimes my blessing gets held up because God knows I'm not prepared to receive it. The blessing is still there. But I, sometimes I determine whether or not I get it this year or in 10 years. Sometimes I determine whether or not God opens the window or he cracks the window. There's a difference. There's a difference. Sometimes I determine if the door is open or if the door is closed. That's why I've learned, because watch this. I don't know when my next turn is coming. But until I get my next turn, I'm going to celebrate with you on your turn. Because if God is who he is, and he's not a respecter of persons, what he's done for you, what he's doing for you, what he will do for you, I know he's more than able to consider me as well. Look at somebody and say, I've been overlooked. But I'm, but I'm still chosen. I'm still chosen. I'm still chosen to everything that's in season. My time may not have come yet, but I'm still chosen. How do, how do I know I'm chosen? Because I'm still here. Because I'm still here. If, if I wasn't chosen for something, I'd have been, he'd have took me about here a long time ago. I'm, I'm still here, so I must be chosen for something. Father, thank you. For reminding us that it's okay to be overlooked as long as you're looking at me. Heavenly Father, thank you for reminding us that even when you bless us with favor, it's not favor that that didn't come with some storms, that didn't come with some trials and tribulations and hardships. There were some things that we had to survive to obtain your favor. So God, we don't just thank you for the favor, but we thank you for keeping us long enough to see your favor. Millions didn't make it, but I was one of the ones who did. And I understand that I didn't make it in my own power or in my own strength, but I made it because I kept my hand in the master's hand. Lord, thank you. Thank you for it this 48th chapter of Genesis that shows us what it is to be in the face of rejection from man and still see the manifestation of God's favor in our life. It may not always come the way we want it to come. It may not always be packaged the way we want it to be packaged. It may not always come at
at the time that we want it to come. It may not always come through the means that we want it to come through. But Lord, as long as you extend it towards me, we open up our hands and we receive whatever blessing. The old songwriter said, anyway, you bless me, I'll be satisfied. So God, as long as you bless me, if it ain't what I want, if it ain't what I asked for, if it didn't come when I asked for it, if you held it back, any way you bless me, I'm going to learn how to be satisfied. And I'll do that because I understand you don't have to bless me with anything. I'm not worthy. I don't deserve it. So when I receive your blessing, I receive it understanding that I am unworthy. But you thought enough of me to extend your kindness towards me. And for that, God, I'll say thank you. To the one Heavenly Father who is facing rejection right now, touch him in the name of Jesus. Touch him in such a way that they will see the rejection as simply a launching pad to the place where you have them to go. For the one who's facing in this moment being overlooked, whether it's at home, at work, at school, in the community, in the church, to the one that feels like they have been overlooked, Lord, extend your hand towards them and let them know that you haven't overlooked them and that you still consider them. Give them enough peace of mind to understand that even though it's not working in their time, it's still working in your time. I thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for the big brothers, the big sisters that thought it not a robbery, that a greater anointing be passed to their little brother or their little sister. Because they still understand that you can still use them too. You might be using them in a different way. But we thank you that you're still using them. Lord, we thank you for this word. Overlooked, but still chosen. Lead us and guide us and help us to not just encourage, but to encourage somebody else. Help us to retain this word. Help us throughout the course of this week, oh God, to to obtain fresh revelations about this word from you. If there's anyone under the sound of my voice who is wondering about this man named Jesus, this only begotten son of the living God, born and placed in a manger, lived a typical life, worked some miracles, died a human death, Buried in a human tomb. Resurrected, fully body. With all power in his hand. And is sitting at the right hand of our Father even now. You see, I keep hearing about this Jesus, but I want to I get to know him a little bit better. If you're in the room, will you just come? If you're watching online, will you say, I want to know Jesus? If you're watching online, will you just type in the chat room, I want to know Jesus. I want to know Jesus. If it's not you, thank you, Holy Spirit. But it's somebody that you know. No, you can't get them saved, but you can intercede for them. You can intercede for them in such a way that the Holy Spirit will terrorize them until they choose Jesus. I know that sounds a little bit strange. I know. I know it sounds a little bit harsh. But but that's what I'm about. I pray, I pray for the unsaved. 
that the Holy Spirit will keep them up every night of the week until they choose Jesus. Because that's the best decision any of us could ever make. For those that have already made the decision, you already know the best decision. You might not realize, but the best decision you've ever made in your life was to give your life to Christ. Behold, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. If any man hears, let him open it unto me and I will come into him. He's only going to come if you open up the door and let him in. Will you do that this morning? Tomorrow's going to come. Tomorrow is going to come, but there's so much uncertainty in tomorrow, whether or not I'll still be alive or whether or not I'll be standing before the great white seat of judgment. I don't know, but if that day comes, I just want to be ready. The decision to give your life to Christ is the decision, watch this, to be ready. Hallelujah. Amen. I will trust. Till I die, oh my Lord, till I die. Well, I got one more thing. I'm gonna treat everybody right. I'm gonna treat it. I'm gonna treat everybody right till I with your hands lifted all over this room. Father, we thank you for your brand new mercies for your loving kindness that is better than life, for the joy of your salvation. We thank you for this morning's rising. We thank you for allowing us to come into this house of worship once again, to fellowship with each other, to be amongst the saints. For you asked us to do something very similar, to forsake not the assembling of the saints together. Thank you for allowing us to assemble together. I pray now peace over troubled minds in the name of Jesus. I pray that you will keep those who are in storms until you are ready to bring them out. I pray now uh, instruction will come to the confused. I pray now, oh God, that softness will come to hardened hearts. I pray even in this moment that healing will come to the sick in the mind, in the body, and in the soul. In the mighty name of Jesus. I pray strength to every weak bone, every weak joint, every weak muscle, every weak ligament and tendon right now in the name of Jesus. I believe the blood of Jesus against headaches and migraines and lower back pains and knee pains in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, that you'll step in and be Jehovah Jireh for your sons and your daughters that desire your healing. And for those who are struggling, they're straddling the fence. They, they want to get on your side, but, they, but they're still so entrapped with the world. God, I pray that Jehovah Sin Canoe would come in the spirit of righteousness and pull them on down off the wall to the side of righteousness. Help us, Holy Ghost be all that you have called for us to be. We thank you for choosing us. We thank you for not overlooking us. We thank you for considering us worthy to be called your sons and your daughters. As we prepare to leave from this place, I thank you that we can never leave your presence. I thank you for safe traveling mercies to our separate destinations. 
I thank you that all, all of our homes shall be found decent in order and better than they were when we left them this morning. I pray that when tonight comes, I'll lay down and go to sleep and have rest. I'll pray. I pray now that when tomorrow morning comes, when when October uh, the eighth comes, when when Monday morning comes, I pray, oh God, Hallelujah, that you'll let us see just one more day. Excuse me, October the ninth. October the ninth. I pray a special anointing, oh God, upon my friends, the Spriggs family, who laid to rest their beloved husband and father on yesterday, oh God. We pray that you will. Extend peace and comfort to the Spriggs family and all of those families who are dealing with the loss of loved ones, oh God. I pray a special anointing upon my brother Tyrell as he prepares to get on the plane and, and, and begin his new life over in England, oh God. I thank you for angels surrounding him and going before him and going with him. Meeting him at the airport, meeting him in the air, and meeting him on the ground on the other side of this great ocean called the Atlantic. Stay with him and lead him and guide him. In Jesus' name we pray and give thanks. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the throne of his grace with exceeding joy to the only to the only to the only I said to the only wise God who is our Savior be glory, majesty, dominion and power now and forever. Hug somebody and tell them God loves you. I do it on the fifth. Good Lord willing, I'll still be here. Good job, man.